Peace, love, and some fucking Eric after you listen to this episode of the Speed Mentor Podcast. Hope that's woken you up, you miserable bastards. This is episode 174 of the Speed Mentor Podcast with a working title of Open the Green Door to Failure. Open the Green Door to Failure. And you may be saying to yourself, what's that all about? It all sounds very interesting. Or maybe you're saying to yourself, this fucker's going to sing some shaking Stevens, Jesus Christ, I'm out of here. Or you could be saying... Get the fuck on with the show, Wallace. But I'll let you in the wee secret. The kernel of the idea for this episode was actually inspired by some uh, former uh, mentees of mine, Sean and JP at Core Impact, who actually tagged me in a LinkedIn post this week. Well, about two weeks ago, I think it was. Uh, and also, it was also, they, didn't ta- they tagged me in the post, but it was also inspired by a, a painting and decorating firm um, whom I'm going to give a little shout out to and they're called uh, Premier Painters and they're, they're sort of two generations, two generations of the one family. Pat, he's the patriarch and he's the wise man of the family and Connor, he's the elder son and he's the young buck trying to come up and take the reins and then there's Connor. Oh, Connor's a lovely lad and he's sort of still trying to work out what he wants to do in life but they're absolutely amazing at what they, what they do. Now you may be saying to yourself, that fucking cheeky bastard wall, um... I, 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 he's up to something here. He's up to something. Do you know what he's doing? He, he's done this because he's he's received some sort of inducement or some sort of offer or he's trying to negotiate something by giving some sort of free shout out to these people. But firstly, if you say something like this, if you say something like that, you should know by now that there's never any strings attached to the walrus. And if I want to give a shout out to a painter and decorator and a core impact, I'm giving it out because they fucking deserve it, okay? Uh, it's not the way I operate. You should know that by now. But if it crossed your mind that there was the potential for that, you can fuck away off to Dickhead Island or Love Island or any other island that'll have a tosser like you because you should know that embarrassing influencer shit such as Hanging out for a free uh, tin of Farrowan ball for a shout out doesn't wash with me. This is the chief fucking walrus. But if there was a free tin of Farrowan ball, you know, it better be sort of like green smoke colour. You know, it's on it's on the chart. Check, check it out. And just address the package to number one walrus island and it'll certainly get to me. Anyway, back to episode 174 of the Speed Mentor podcast. Uh, the green door, the green smoke door. <laughs> um, I'll explain a little bit more about that later on. But the green door in this episode represents the doorway or the gateway that all successful people have to pass through on their transition from preparedness to fail to achieving outside success. Now, this episode isn't specifically about the two companies, Core Impact and Premier Decorators um, and Painters, um, although I'm getting a bit worried it's starting to sound a bit like an infomercial for them. No, it's not about Core Impact and Premier there. It's fucking well about you. Every one of the wee walruses listening to this episode, it's actually about you. You see... If you're born, this is my theory, if you're born into a developed country, 
anywhere across Europe, for instance, although I must say that there's never increasing audience of listeners in India and other parts of the world, so it may be a different experience for them out there. But if you're born anywhere across Europe or the Western world, you can go through your whole life never having to fail. That's what I reckon. You can go through your whole life never having to fail, never facing the prospect of failing. In fact, the whole system is rigged so that you don't fail. And that, to me, is a very big fucking problem about what lies ahead for us in the future. You see, you have, you know, participation medals at school. You're no longer placed in your school report. There's no more binomial distribution. Um, uh, It's been abolished in the exams so that there's never increasing number of A stars and A star pluses and whatever the fuck there is now and... Teachers and employers are afraid. I'm, I'm not having to go at the education system, and I am all for a growth mindset, but I'm just saying we're cosseted so we don't fail anymore. And teachers and employers are afraid to deal with underperformance for the fear of the next rant on Facebook or the next lynching because their wee Johnny wasn't given a proper chance. We're, we're cosseted from the cradle to fucking grave in the West. You're prevented every fucking turn from failing. Don't climb up that tree, a parent says to little Johnny just in case you fall and hurt yourself. But what's happening is that we're losing the taste of the thrill of the fucking climb. We're losing the fucking taste of the thrill of the fucking climb. Like, what what if Gavin Wall had never overreached? What if Gavin Wall had never made a mistake? What if Gavin Wall had listened to all those people who tell him every single fucking day that it won't work? That you're going to fail. That you're going to lose everything. What have I fucking listened? Look, there is the one time that I fucking should have listened. And it would have saved me the ignominy of going from overnight from being a multi-millionaire barrister with 50 houses to someone who's so broke that they're afraid to use their window wipers on a 10-year-old car in the rain for fear that they'll wear them out and have to replace them because I couldn't afford to. All whilst I was living in my sister-in-law's back bedroom for five years with my, my first child, then my second child, and then my third child. Joanne was probably wondering what the hell we were doing in that back room. Anyway, I don't, I don't really recommend that. Albeit it was the best thing that ever happened to me personally, as it taught me so much. But the journey back from there was only possible because I was prepared to go again and fail again if necessary. You see, the truth is that unless you have the balls to fail, you're never going to succeed. You, you see, fear of failure can either work for you or it can work against you. And if you understand it and master it, then you can use it as a tool in your own armory to deliver success. So I'm going to have two points here for you, two stages of this process where fear and the fear of failure comes in. So the first, this is how it works against you, the first. Uh, It keeps you anchored to the shitty place that you're in now. That's that shitty place that you're not satisfied in. Um, You know, humans, they don't like change. We like the status quo or stasis is maybe even a better word because it's, it's it's more derogatory than sort of status quo, even though it means largely the same thing. Now, it's a way we're engineered. We're fucking sheeple. Half sheep, half people. Fucking sheeple. Stay in the fucking flock. Don't be a black sheep. You know what I'm saying. That's what we're fucking driven into every single fucking day. And that's probably you. Now, there are some people who can handle change. But even 
even those who can handle change, they take baby steps as a fear of failure, the fear of being found out, the fear of looking stupid, the fear of losing face or the fear of losing a few pounds, a few quid. It stops most from growing, from taking the risks that you need to succeed. And sure, why the fuck would you take them anyway? If you're blessed to live in Europe or the Western world, like I've said, everything is left is laid on for you. A half-decent welfare system, state pensions, uh, healthcare systems. You could literally go through your entire life doing no more than the absolute fucking minimum and lead a comfortable life in this world. Now, you'd be totally unfulfilled in all likelihood, but sure, isn't that the way most of you motherfuckers are living now anyway? Now, the second, the second stage of this fear of failure... That's the first one about is about actually facing it down. The second is using the fear of failure to work for you. So if you're brave enough to take that jump, to jump in at the deep end or to take a risk or to get out of your comfort zone or to be the black sheep for a while, that's when the good side of the fear of failure kicks in as it can drive you on to extraordinary levels of output of creativity, problem-solving, doggedness to make sure you have a successful outcome once you take the jump. Because once you're on your way down without a fucking parachute, once you've jumped out of the plane, once you've faced the fear and taken the jump, fear of becoming a splat on the fucking ground is some serious fucking motivation, let me tell you, and you should fucking taste it. So, break the fear of failure down into two component parts. Firstly, don't let it stop you from making the big decision of launching the new product, of giving up a solid but shitty fucking job um, to set up your own business, from asking the big dog in your industry for an opportunity, from putting yourself out there on social. Don't let it stop you from doing any of that. Be conscious about the fact that you are facing it. And then secondly, Harness the fucking fear of failure. Once you've jumped to build that parachute on your way down, you will fucking build it, trust me. So, because you're afraid of actually becoming a splat in the ground, so you will build it. So you see, when you're cold and clinical about it, fear of failure has two distinct elements. Um, The bad one, which stops you from taking the first step. And the good one, when you've already started and committed and you've created that accountability partners all around you and make sure that you'll put the fucking work in so that you don't fail. Now, over a lifetime of exploring this, I have learned that you can meld it to your own needs. I mean, it's only an emotion after all, folks. It doesn't exist anywhere in the real world outside of your head. Just think about it for a couple of seconds. That overbearing force field that determines your life Uh, Your life outcomes exist only between your ears. I mean, there's millions of years of existence of the planet, billions of people on the planet, both past and present, and that fear of failure is unknown to every other element of existence that there's ever been on this universe, except between your ears. So it doesn't really fucking exist. When you understand that it is something which you control and you can use for your own benefit, then you're on to a winner. When you can take control of it rather than letting it control you, that's when you start to grow. Now, I'm very, very comfortable facing it in stage one. I will never let it stop me from doing something which I want to do. And over time, I've become extremely proficient at using fear of failure in the right proportion. Face it in stage one during liftoff and then use it at stage two during the rapid descent as you're about to become a splat on the ground. So let's take a look. Let's circle back 
um, to the story of Core Impact and JP and Sean. Um, now, they were two guys, and they were two employed guys a few years ago with a passion for managing teams that they did as employees and a desire to bring their knowledge to the owners and managers of the SMEs that, that sometimes struggle to drive, inspire and engage their staff to become high-performing teams. Now, the guys, uh, untruthful, were a little bit um, green around the, around the edges, uh, and I'm sure they look back on that now and probably have a laugh and agree as well. And we all have to start like that somewhere. And you never know the unknowns until you're faced with them. So from day one, from day one when I met, met those guys, I wanted to set um, them a test, set them something um, that they had to have absolute fucking balls, that they had to look fear in the eye. And that would tell me whether they had what it took to actually make that leap from employment to becoming self-employed. So we devised a mini... Now, they probably didn't know that I was conscious about this over the weeks that I was working with them, but I knew I needed to see whether they could do this or not. So otherwise, if they couldn't, they wouldn't have the success. So we devised a mini-tour of Northern Ireland with workshops and presentations right across Northern Ireland over a series of days. Now, the guys had never done anything like that. They were going out public speaking, the number number one fear after spiders and jumping out of airplanes, whatever, uh, presenting to stager, uh, presenting to strangers on a tour across Northern Ireland at a stage when in reality they had limited credibility. It was really actually an insane challenge to them at the time. And the plan was to market it by flooding social media um, to face that, that sort of step one point that I'm talking about there where you had... You had no turning back. You had to go forward. You'd let everybody know that you were doing it. And then to harness the fear of failure at step two to their advantage. I mean, I knew they couldn't succeed in any significant metric, you know, such as ticket sales or large numbers of bums on seats. Now, not because of anything wrong with them, because NI is such a difficult market to crack for this type of thing. But it wasn't really about that, because we all know, when you think about it, every successful rock or pop star has a story about three men and a dog in a, in a working man's club where they started gigging. So you have to start somewhere. No, the challenge here was to get them to test whether they could con confront that initial fear, stare it down by sticking their heads over the parapet to be shot off by those fuckers who would say that, who do these guys think they are fucking out here preaching on the stump? Um, then to move on to the next stage, was to, which was to harness their fear of failure to get bums on seats so they weren't fronting up with the venues and presenting to an empty room because nobody wants to do that, even though every great success story starts that way. Now, that's a part from Motivator right there to press flesh, to flog your product, to get the word out there that you have a series of events that are going to happen and you have actually some value to add if the people turn up. And the guys did it. They pulled it off. And... They, they, they tagged me in the post there um, just uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was actually a backstage outtake of them absolutely shitting themselves just before the first event. And they tagged me saying that Gavin says, you have to be prepared to fail to succeed. You have to be prepared to fail to succeed. And you see, if you're not prepared to fail, there's no fucking point in even trying, folks. You're never, ever going to succeed. So, folks, don't forget the two steps. Number one, face that fucking fear. Number one, face that fucking fear. It's just between your two ears. It doesn't even exist. Overcome it. And number two, then use the fear. Once you've set out, use the fear to drive you on to success. Now, be conscious 
of your emotions because that's all they are. It's just your subconscious trying to control you. Your job as an entrepreneur, uh, if you're wanting to achieve outside success, outside success is to recognize the emotions bubbling up from your subconscious mind. But use your conscious mind to control the fucking amazing power that that subconscious mind gives you. As to where premier decorators come into the story, there's there's not much to it, to be honest. Connor, the young buck, taking the reins of the family business. When he saw me humming and hawing about what colour to paint the front door of our house, um, out of left field, he recommended some farrowing ball, green smoke or whatever the hell it's called. Now, I'm called Queer Eye for the straight guy in our house as I make all the decisions about furnishings and colours and all that sort of stuff. And, and this green suggestion sounded like a bad idea, if I'm honest. A green door on the front of our grey house. Um, sounded our sort of metallic grey house uh, and this green door. It sounded like a really bad idea. But I thought, give this young buck, give this cub a chance. Give him his place. He must know what he's talking about. Look, he's trying to take over sort of Pat's mantle. Give him a fucking chance. He must know what he's talking about. Diddy fuck! You have never seen worse in your life. I've seen better looking buckets of fucking snot. <laughs> I mean, Shaking Stevens wouldn't have even come out from behind that fucking green door. He'd have come out actually fucking battering somebody. It was that bad. In fact, in fact, in fact, now that I mention it, wasn't Shaky Stevens, wasn't he charged with battering somebody at a concert in Palomino a few years back? Maybe, maybe I misremember and apologies, Shaky, if it did, but you probably saw that fucking green door that Connor had painted. It was that bad. It was that fucking bad. Right, the green door. I'm a, maybe, a, will, will I sing it? Give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down whether I should sing Green Door by Shaky Stevens or not. Anyway, needless to say, our door is now painted a lovely dark grey. A good fucking solid grey. No hint of green about it. Uh, and but what I liked about Connor and why I mentioned it in this in this pod was that he was prepared to fail. He took a chance, then harnessed the fear of it looking like a bucket of snot and painted it beautifully. Now it didn't work out this time, and Pat came to save the day and got me a good looking grey. But Connor's preparedness to fail is going to pay dividends in the long run. Mark my words, you watch this kid, you watch this kid. And by the way, he's a big listener to this podcast as well. And, and they'll definitely be back to paint the whole exterior of the house soon. I've got them booked in as the quality of their work is insane. And that's my message to every one of you listening. Fear is only between your ears. Break it down in two steps. Face the fear. Take on the big project. Then harness the fear um, of failure to drive you on to deliver it. Now, okay, Walruses, we'll wrap the show up now and there'll be no shout-out this week um, for one of my reviews as Core Impact and Premier. I've used up all my shout-outs for the day. And as I said earlier, this episode is really about you. It's not about Core Impact. It's not about me. It's not about Premier. It's about you, the listener. What is it that you have in your house or in your house? <laughs> And green doors got me around the bend. What is it that you have in your life right now? What big challenge or opportunity that you're afraid to start? What do you have on your plate? Take step one and stare it down and start today. Then take step two and use the fear of failure to help you fucking deliver. Whether you take that advice or not, it's your choice. I'm a man.